Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. James chapter 3, we're going to verse number 7. Look what it says. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the what, everybody? Oh, boy. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in, the like, in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters of Stockbridge Community Church, this should not be. Amen, everybody? Amen. Would you just hold your hands out like this and... Would you just say this prayer, bow your heads and close your eyes and say this prayer with me. Dear God, God, I'm here today. today. I open my mind mind and my heart. heart. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Spirit. In Jesus' name. name. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you, everybody. You may be seated. Now... Next week, everybody, is Mother's Day, so you know that some of you, we would love to have you here at 815 with us. What? Why is everybody laughing? We're going to be here. You can see this room is very full now, and of course, we believe in celebrating mom, so it's going to be really full next week. So if you can come at 815 and uh, maybe come early and then go have breakfast together, see? And so anyway, some of you early birds like me, so please be here at 815 if you can, and so we'll have plenty of spaces. So you're gonna be a missionary next week. You're gonna go to a foreign land in 815. So thank you so much for doing that. Well, I wanna ask this question right off the bat. How many of you have ever said something, text something, or posted something you wish you had not of. Let me see your hand. Okay, that's all of us in this room. Every one of us have done something like that. And so we, we got to watch what we say. And so we've been talking about this series, Choosing Love, and we've been using this definition of biblical love, and I want to say it again, that biblical love is doing good for another person no matter how I feel. Amen, everybody? Amen. That's biblical love. And so today we have those four words that we've been saying in this series that I want to remind you again. I want you to say them with me. And that is this. I choose to love. I choose to love. I I have to make a choice. And especially with my words, I have to choose my words wisely or I'm going to get in trouble. My mother used to tell me a long time ago when I was a little boy, she said, Jeff, your mockingbird mouth is going to get your jaybird backside in trouble. (laughs) She didn't say it as nice as I just said it to you. So I've had trouble with my mouth all of my life. I still have problems with it. 
Proverbs 13 and 3 is very good words to remember. It says this, those who control their what, everybody? Will have what? Open your mouth and you can ruin everything. That's why when Rhonda and I go out on dates, on the way home, I say very little. She said, you're not talking. I said, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Because my mouth can ruin things. Oh, dear God, how many times I've done that. Ruined it. Saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. And so I want to tell you, today I want to talk to you about loving others with my words. This is probably one of the most important messages you're going to hear. If you, if you will apply what we talk about today, your life will change. It was, listen, listen, listen to the love doctor. <laughs> That's what I feel like over the last, we've been talking about love so much. I'm like, hey, I'm the love doctor. <laughs> but I'm practicing. Not practicing medicine, I'm practicing love. And I want to be better at it. And this is an area that if I, if I happen to point my fingers, I don't like to point my finger, but if I happen to, I want you to know three's coming back at me because I struggle here. I want to give you three things today that I'm working on to help me, and I believe it'll help you in growing in the level of love and being able to love others with your words. And the first one is, number one is, think before you speak. That's a no novel thought, isn't it? Just think. Think. Think before you speak. Proverbs, look what it says. Proverbs 16 and 23 says, intelligent people, what, everybody? Think before they speak, and what they say is more what? Isn't that amazing? If you engage your mind before you engage your mouth, you'll become wiser. You'll become wiser. Steve Harvey, I love that, you know, he took over Family Feud several years ago, and man, that's funny to me. He's just funny. Rhonda and I was watching a little while back, and there was this guy that come on there, you know, they're up there, they're with the buzzer. They got their hand behind their back, and they're on the buzzer. And this question was asked. He said this. I wrote it down. He said, name, Steve Harvey said, name a reason a, a man would tell his wife she looks as young as she did the day they got married. The guy, bing, hit the buzzer. And he said, what's your answer? He said, alcohol. <laughs> he did not engage his mind before he opened his mouth. Wow. Proverbs 18 and 20 says this. You will have to live with the consequences of what, everybody? Everything, Everything you say. Amen? Someone told us a lie because they told us that talk is cheap. They lied to us. Because I'm going to tell you something. Talk is not cheap. It can cost you a lot. Amen? Especially in your relationships. And so there's the word think. I want to break it down for you on your outline to tell you maybe this is something you might want to remember as you're thinking about what you're going to say. All right? So here we go. The word think is this. Ask yourself this question. Letter T, is it truthful? About what I'm about to say, is it truthful? Before you say it, is it truthful? Are you twisting it a little bit to make you look better? Hmm. The next one is, the letter H, is it helpful? Is it helpful? Is this going to help or harm the person I'm talking to? The next word is this, the letter I, is, is it inspirational? Is it inspirational? 
Is it going to give hope and encouragement to the other person? Is it going to make this person want to move forward in their life or set them back? The next word is the letter, the letter uh, N, I should say. The letter is N. And is it necessary? Is it necessary? You know, this is the thing of talking too much. We can get in trouble. Let me just tell you something. Guys, let me just talk to you a minute. When your wife comes in with a new hairstyle and she says, what do you think? You can say this, it's good. That looks good. When your daughter comes in with a new hairstyle and she says, what do you think? You can say, well, that's good. You don't have to say the rest of what you're thinking. <laughs> Amen? That's good. I know you're thinking, well, that looked great on a poodle, but on you it looks horrible. <laughs> Amen, everybody? See, just leave that last part off, and it's not necessary to say that last. It, you, can say, you can say, oh, that looks good. You don't have to say it looks good on you. This looks good. Okay. Because after the hair has been cut, ain't no putting it back. So you might as well not say, boy, that looks bad. Proverbs, uh, the next one is this, the letter K is, is it kind? Is it kind? I'll let you write that down and we'll look at Proverbs 12 and 25. Where we can rob you of happiness, but kind words will what, everybody? Cheer you up. Here, here's a saying of Stockbridge Community. If you don't like what you're seeing in others, then watch what you're saying to others. That's always, if you, if, you don't like what you're, if you don't like what you're seeing, if you don't like the responses you're getting, you don't like the way people are acting, watch what you're saying to them. Watch what you're saying. So that's why we're saying these four words, everybody. What are they? I choose to love. I choose to love. That's exactly right. I choose to love. Okay, number two is this, is speak the truth. Speak the truth. Mm-mm. Speak the truth. Ephesians 4.15, look what the Bible says. Speak the truth in what, everybody? Love. In love. Growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Can I tell you something? That yelling is not the same as speaking the truth in love. Yelling the truth is not the same as speaking the truth. Amen, everybody? Because when you, when you yell and when you get angry and you're speaking angrily at someone, what you're saying may be very truthful, but nobody's hearing you. Because when you yell at people and you're angry, guess what? They're not thinking about what you're saying. They think about how they're going to get you back. Amen? Oh, don't look at me like that. Oh, not me. Yes, you. You may be the quiet type, but you're quietly cussing them out in your mind. Amen, everybody? Now, I know you're Christian cousin. You're saying, doggone it, dang it, doggone it, dang it. Uh, all right, yeah. Oh, yeah, don't look at me like that. Proverbs 10 and 10, look what it says. Someone who holds back the truth causes what, everybody? Have you ever thought about that? 
Close relationships only come through truth. And truth only comes through conflict. There is no such thing as living in love and never having conflict. The closer you become to a person, the more likely that you're going to have a little friction with them. But let me tell you something. You can't have growth and you can't have truth until you have a little friction. And truth causes friction. And so as many of us are so afraid that we're peacekeepers, the Bible didn't say we were to be peacekeepers. He said we're to be peacemakers. Amen, everybody? And you have peace by getting to the truth. What's really bothering you? And you got to be able to let someone tell you what, what you've been doing that's offending them. And it may seem silly to you, but listen, if it's important to them, it's important. Amen? It's like our fears. We think, you know, our fears are like the worst. Like you, but we think everybody else's fears is silly. Like one person said, you know, well, when I go to the doctor, I get white coat, you know, and my blood pressure goes up. That's me. And it's silly, I know, but I don't know why it does that. Some other person, somebody said, well, that might be silly. And then some other person said, well, you know, I can't stand to drive over bridges. I get all kind of freaked out. That's stupid. <laughs> See what I'm talking about? My fear is real. Yours is stupid. <laughs> Are you tracking with me, everybody? And so what I'm trying to tell you is the same thing with an issue in someone's life. If it's important to them, it's important to them. And I need to listen to it. John 1 and 17, it says this about Jesus. For the law was given through Moses, but what, everybody? Grace and? It came through Jesus Christ. Grace is giving undeserved kindness, everybody. That's what grace is. Grace is giving undeserved kindness, and truth is sharing how you feel. Did you hear that? Grace is undeserved. I'm giving undeserved. They don't deserve me to be nice to them. You know, what they just said to me are to take their head off. But grace is saying, I'm going to give you undeserved kindness. You don't deserve it, but I'm going to give it to you. Thank God that's what Jesus does for us. Amen, everybody? I'm going to give you this. But then I'm going to tell you how I feel. That's truth. And let me just say this. There is a big difference between telling someone, I don't like you, and I don't like what you did. See what I'm talking about? And the problem we got in our world today is that every time we say we don't like what someone did, they automatically assume we don't like them. That's not true. My grandmother taught me this a long time ago. She used to, you know, she was the daycare when we were coming up. It was Momo's house, and she was the daycare. She kept me and my cousin, my, my, my mom and my aunt worked, and we would get in a fight every day, me and my cousin. We'd get in a fight every day. You know, by the time we got tired with each other, we'd just start fighting, and then she'd always come out there. And she'd say, Jeffrey? When she said Jeffrey, I knew it was on. Because <laughs> she was coming out. She had a switch. Anybody know what a switch is? Oh, yeah, she had a switch. Some people call it a hickory. I don't know, but it, she had it. My grandmother had one of those until she was 92 years old at her house. That's right. When I was 40 years old, go to her house, she said, I'll whip your butt. <laughs> she meant it. She would do it. She'd come out with that hickory, and she'd say, she'd have to spank us with that hickory, and she'd say, now listen, I love you, but I don't love what you just did. And that's the difference.
difference, everybody. That's the difference. Just because I tell you that I don't like what you did does not mean I don't like you. We got to separate that in our world today. Just because we, our actions are not always, don't always align doesn't mean that we don't love each other. Amen, everybody? And we got to learn to talk about that. And listen, I don't like what you did. I don't like what you said, but I still like you. And that's the difference in our world. That's what Christian's doing. Revealing your feelings is the beginning of healing. Until you reveal how you feel, you can never heal. Some of you are like, well, I don't know what's going on with me and my parents. I'll tell you what's going on with them is that they don't know how you feel. You got to figure out how can I reveal my... And remember, yelling is not telling... How can I share with them? I don't know what's going on with my spouse. Well, you got to reveal how you feel. You know, everybody talks about marriage, trying to get through the first year. Say, oh, get through the first year. Okay. Get through the fifth year. Oh, it's the fifth year. You know, we got to get through. Well, I can tell you something. that Awakening didn't happen to Rhonda until he was in the 10th year. The 10th year of our marriage, we was already pastors of this church. And I remember the day that she revealed her feelings to me. She said, you're a low-life dog, Jeff. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're waiting on that, right? What did she say? I remember the day that she said to me, she was telling me something, and I, and I was giving her, oh, well, you ought to try this. And every time she would tell me something, I would give her a better way of doing it. And she looked at me. I never will forget as long as I live. She looked at me, and she said, when you do that, Jeff, you make me feel little. I want to tell you, that was the day our marriage changed for the good. Because finally, after 10 years, she told me how she felt. And I could connect that I never, ever, she's the love of my life. I never want her to feel bad. I never want to make her feel that way. It changed everything in our relationship. Revealing your feelings is the beginning of healing. Okay, so let's say our words again together. You ready? Come on, everybody. I choose to love. I choose to love. That's exactly right. Okay, number three is this, is speak words that heal. Speak words that heal. Speak words that heal. Proverbs 12 and 18 says this, thoughtless words can wound as deeply as any sword, but wisely spoken words can what, everybody? Heal. So you got a choice. What are you going to do with your words? Are you going to heal or are you going to hurt? Because one of those two things is going to happen. When you're talking to somebody, either it's going to be, your words are going to be healing to them or they're going to be hurtful to them. There's no in-between. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? Proverbs 12 and 25. I love the, the living Bible. Anxious hearts are very heavy, but a word of what, everybody? does wonders. It reminds me of the story that I heard of the man who went to visit his friend in the hospital. His friend was in a coma. He walked into the room, and as he walked into the room, the, the man, his friend that was in the coma was there, and his wife was in the room, and the doctor walked into the room. And the doctor went over, examined the guy in the coma, and he looked at his wife, and he said, he's never coming out of this coma. This is it. This is the way it's going to be. He's never coming out. He's never going to get better. And the doctor walked out of the room. And when he did that, that man went over to his friend 
got down close to his face and said, John, I know you just heard that doctor, but I want you to know he's not, he's not telling you the truth. You are going to get better. You are going to get out of this hospital. And you are going to live again, John. You're going you're to live a full life again. John, don't you believe that, doctor? You're going to get well. And as he said that, the man who was laying there, all of a sudden, tear began to trickle down his eye. And that was the beginning of that man coming out of his coma. Because the power of his words, they encouraged him. They were healing to him. I wonder how many people are walking around in a coma today just waiting on somebody to come and encourage them. Amen, everybody? They're walking around just like, don't know what to do, what to think, what to, I can't do this, I can't do that. And they're waiting on somebody to just walk to them, walk up to them with the words of healing and say, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can get through this. You can do it. Yes, you can. Amen, everybody? Look in the Bible here. Acts 4 and 36, look what happened. There was Joseph, one of the apostles, nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. Did you hear that, everybody? Barnabas was a guy who walked around with the apostle Paul. And the apostle Paul wrote the majority of the New Testament. We would not have the New Testament, the majority of the New Testament without the apostle Paul. Barnabas never wrote a book himself. He never wrote a book himself, but he encouraged the person who did. When Paul felt like giving up and saying, I don't know if I can do it because many of his letters he wrote in prison. As he was, as he was there, it was Barnabas say, Paul, keep writing. You can do it. Come on, you can make it. Don't you give up. When he'd been beaten and when he'd been persecuted and he wanted to throw in the towel and when everybody was looking down on him, there was a Barnabas beside him saying, come on, man, you can do it. Let's keep going. Let's keep moving because God is going to use your life in a great way. You're doing something something great. Amen, everybody. What a great thing to have on your tombstone, to see on your tombstone, to say, the encourager. She lifted people up. He lifted people up. I'm saying there's not nothing, there's nothing greater for you to do with your life than to be an encourager, to look at somebody and say, I want you to know that you are somebody and that you're, you can do it. You can have that new job. You can get that new degree. You, you, can, you can pass that test. You can, you can get through this marriage. You can get through this difficult time. Oh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I want you to know that you can make it. I'm not giving up on you. I'm in your corner. I believe in you. Come on, somebody. God, we need a, we need a world full of encouragers. We got enough people pulling the suck and the life out of us and telling us what we cannot do, that you're never going to get well, you're never going to get any better. I want you to know they're a liar. You can't. You don't have to be where you are. You don't have to stay where you are. You can get better, Amen. You can get better. You can get better. Every year, every year I look at Ron and say, you deserve a better husband. So I think I'll get better. <laughs> Amen? Yes. Every year, I look at every year, if you come to this church, you know in January I said, you deserve a better pastor. So I think I'll get better. Because I can get better and so can you. Amen, everybody? 
son of encourager. Look at the next passage with me. Or let me just say this to you before we move to the next passage. Almost forgot. Here's a secret. People who speak discouraging words are discouraged people. People who speak encouraging words are encouraged people. Your words are the steering wheel to your life. And some of you, what you're saying is you're driving yourself right in the ditch. And it's hard for someone like me to come in on a Sunday and, and encourage you. And, and you feel good and you get into the parking lot and you drive right back into the ditch. Because you're fussing before you ever get to the car. Amen, everybody. Woo! He's on my toes today. It's hard. It's hard for the Holy Spirit. In the morning, you get up and say, oh, God, thank you for the day. And you take off running. And before you ever start your day, you're already talking and saying discouraging things. Just pushing yourself right into the ditch. Today, I want to challenge you. On your connection card, there's the next step. I hope everybody will take it with me. It says, I will do my best to use words that heal. Would you check that box? We're going to pray over every person. Now, please check this box. And please turn your card in, everybody. Because we're going to pray over you today. Because you need the Holy Spirit to help you. And so do I. So do I. Look at Matthew 12 and 34. I want to show you something. For whatever's in your heart determines what, everybody? Many people have a toxic tongue because they have a broken heart. Many people have a toxic tongue because they have a broken heart. But look what the Bible says. I love in Ezekiel, he says this. And I will give you a new heart. I will give you new and right desires and put a new spirit new spirit within you I will take out your stony heart of sin and give you new hearts of what everybody can I talk to you just a second dear God what I want for you today is to receive this new spirit you see your mouth is revealing what's going on in here and see, what's coming out of here is speaking into your future and is speaking into everybody else. The power of death is in the tongue. And so today, in order to change this, you've got to change this. And so today, I want to tell you how you do that. Is that you ask the Holy Spirit to help you. He said, I'm going to give you a new spirit. Many people don't want to say spirit. is oh, that's Casper, the friendly ghost. No, 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 no. Now the, now, the King James calls him the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. And we've shared this all the time. You can see, I don't know if you can look up here, but you can see this pages of my, my little pages up here. My notes are just flapping in the wind. You can't see the wind, can you? But you can see the evidence of the wind. The same thing with God's Spirit is you can't see him. He's like the wind. But if you ask him to come in, that new spirit will come inside of you and begin to live right there. 
And what will happen is that still small voice will begin to speak to you. And as it begins to speak to you, it'll speak to you encouragement, it'll speak to you love, and it'll speak to you life. And that's inviting Jesus in. You gotta invite him in. And so without that, you, there's no hope. You're on your own. And let me just ask you, how's that working for you? It doesn't work too well. And that's why I want you to receive Jesus. So right now, would you just bow your heads with me, everybody in this room and online as well. If you'd like to receive that, this Jesus Christ, receive his spirit into your life, just say this prayer, not even out loud, but in your mind. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you right now. I'm asking you to fill me with your spirit. Save me from me. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen, everybody. Let's give God a hand for all the people that prayed that prayer. Now listen, every one of you have a connection card online as well. If you prayed that prayer with me today, would you check that box? I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower. This is what I want to do. I want to send you something in the mail that will help you on your spiritual journey, every one of you, because I love you. I love you. I want God to work in you. I want to share this last thing with you. The last verse that we have, Romans 10, 32. Look, it's coming up on the screen. Righteous people know. See that? Righteous people know the kind of things to say. Watch this. But the wicked are always saying things that hurt. I want you to know that in a moment, we can say something in a moment that someone has to live with a lifetime. Did you, are you following me? This is where I feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to talk to you about today. So many of you, someone said something in a moment that you've been living with a lifetime. It keeps coming up. They said in a moment. Maybe they were angry or maybe they were make, poking fun. Maybe they said they were joking, but their words went like it just cemented in your mind and it's there. And every time you start to do something, you have to have those words saying that to you, that you, you're just this or you're just that or you never will. And they're just here. And the Holy Spirit of God has challenged me today. He's challenged me today to tell you that's not true. I want you to do something with me today. This is what I feel like God shared with me. I hope you receive it. Some of you, those people are dead now. But the words are still here. They're still there. 
today as I stand here today if you have that that thought come to your mind yet who said that to you every one of us had someone and those words you got them in your mind now you know who they are I want you to look at me just a second look at me everybody I'm gonna go section at a time I'm gonna sit right over here first I don't look all you people in the eye will you let me be that person just a moment I want to tell you something I was wrong I'm sorry I did not mean what I said to you please forgive me and release me today that you can be free I want to look you in the eye I'm that person you know who they are I'm that person look you in the eye and say I'm sorry I did not mean it it was not true would you please release me today forgive me I want to look you in the eye right here I'm sorry I did not mean it I'm so sorry please forgive me please let me go so that you can be free I want to say to you today look me in the eye look me in the eye I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I didn't mean it I didn't mean it will you please forgive me please forgive me and will you be free today let it go I want to look you in the eye come on everybody right here right in the eye I'm sorry I did not mean it it was just a stupid thing I said please 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 forgive me I'm so sorry will you be free today will you will you forgive me and let it go today please I want to look at every one of you that's watching online right now I want to look you in the eye I want to be the voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please. I didn't mean it. Forgive me. Will you let it go? So that you can be free. God, give us a strength and that new spirit today that we walk out of here. That we're not, Lord, we're not bound by what they said anymore. We release it today. And we let it go. In Jesus' name.
Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.